What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button. means a lot. It uh, helps the channel grow. Um, and also, folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast and not on YouTube, a like, comment, five-star review on anywhere that there is a podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine. Nino's Corner is there. Um, I think this is episode 195, 196, by the way. But anyways, anyways. Um, but first off, guys, let's get to our sponsor. So, folks, support for the Nino's Corner podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just released their brand new trimmer, the 4.0. You heard that right, folks, the 4.0. Um, join over 4 million men worldwide who trust and use Manscaped using this promo code here, folks. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code Nino's Corner at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off in free worldwide shipping using the using the promo code Nino's Corner at Manscaped.com. Also, shameless plug from on clothing line, man, Nino's Corner uh, merch.com. Get 10% off using the uh, promo code NCPeeps10. Get 10% off promo code using the promo code NCPeeps10. Hoodies, uh, t-shirts, sweats, the whole nine. New designs coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But like I tell you guys all the time, we're not here to talk about the promos and stuff. We're here to talk about the topic at hand today, and it is name, image, and likeness, NIL, and what this means for college sports. Folks, anybody that knows me knows I am for the player. I'm always going to be for the player, um, just for the simple fact that the player goes through so much. They go through so much. Sam, Sam Ellinger said it best just three years ago. Sam Ellinger said that basically this is an unpaid internship for three or four years with the hopes of you getting a job. It's exactly what it is. And I don't want to hear the people say, what well, to get a free education? Ah, blah, blah, blah. All right. Compared to what these guys have to do on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, these guys and these gals in these sports, uh, especially football and basketball, you're looking at 20, 30. 40 hours a week, film study. And guess what? If they don't put in the film study on the football team, they don't go look at film to go beat OU, or, or they don't go look at film to go beat Oklahoma State or Baylor, um, or guess what? We play Alabama next week. Um, well, not next week, next year, week two. If they don't go look at the film to digest and know what the hell is going on, we as fans, we as fans are going to be extremely mad that these guys didn't take their job serious. But hold on. I thought it wasn't a job, you know. I thought they were student athletes. Well, look, when it comes to college sports, football primarily is the only major sport that doesn't have a minor league. The minor league system for football is college football. The minor league system for the NFL is college football. And so you can go baseball, you can go straight out of high school, get drafted. You can go to hockey, get straight out of you know, high school, get drafted. Basketball, you can't get out of high school. You got to either go overseas for a year before you can come in and play, um, you know, in basketball. Um, football, you got to be out of the league. You got to be out of high school three years um, to be eligible for the draft. Unless you go to court and take it to court. And a couple people have won that battle, but nine times out of ten, you got to go uh to college for three years or be sitting out of school for three years before being eligible for the draft now in saying that folks you can't just sit out for three years because nobody's going to take you serious you have no punishment on your body you haven't played in any games nobody's gonna take you serious so your only option is option what option a which is to go to college for three years you go to college for three years 
Hopefully you get drafted. What if you have an injury? You know, do you get drafted? Look at the kid, um, Dean, uh, from Georgia. Should have been a first-round draft pick, middle linebacker. Uh, did not get drafted uh, in the first two rounds. Got drafted in the third round by the Eagles. Uh, lost a bunch of money. Probably over $20 million guaranteed in funds. But NIL, what do I like about it? What do I don't like about it? And do I think it should stay? I honestly think NIL should stay. But like I was telling my wife today, I told her that, yes, NIL is, is hit or stay. Uh, this is the first year, so there's going to be some kinks in this system. But guess what? The, the NCAA, is, they're no fools. They're going to figure out how to get this wrangled to, to be something that they think is um, a, a idiot-proof system, right? But then again, I don't trust the NCAA to do that either. But within time, this is the first year, within time, this thing is going to get refined to where it, it is going to be a better system. Um, but these kids should be getting paid. And I say that because when you look at name, image, and likeness, a lot of these schools are definitely benefiting off of these guys' images, off of their names, the whole nine. They're bringing in a bunch of money. And I'm not just talking about the off-school activities in which NIL is, is you know, those are the off-school entities that are paying these kids uh, with different businesses, tech companies, um, you know, raising canes, you know, like the chicken place, uh, car dealerships. These are companies that are paying some of our college athletes to represent them. But when you go look at a little bit deeper, go look in the schools and see how much money the schools actually generate off of these players. Now, I'm going to bring up a couple examples um, from Alabama. So I have two nieces that went to Alabama, graduated from Alabama uh, recently, uh, one in 2019 and one in 2020 or 2021. Um, I have two sister-in-laws that went to Alabama, all right? And I got a couple cousins that that, uh, that went to Alabama. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of know Alabama. Right. I know Alabama and I know Texas. You know, my wife's from Alabama. She's from Greene County. So I know all about Tuscaloosa. Let's just take a look at how Nick Saban has influenced Alabama and how much money this school makes um, based off some of these players. Right. Before Nick Saban gets on campus and before the football team is doing well. So what so what does Nick Saban have to do? It's not about the X's nose, about the Jimmy's and Joe's. It's one thing that Nick Saban does is recruit well. So he brings the best talent, five stars all across the board, gets people excited to come watch these games. These players excel. They do great things at the University of Alabama. They win championships because guess what? They're great players and they are a conglomerate of great players that come together and win a championship. Now, you don't win championships without good players. So you're winning off the back of these players that are really good players. They're some of the top 100 players in the country that everybody in the country once. But prior to Nick Saban, Nick Saban's first year there, what happens? The student body, the freshman class in 2007, the year that Nick Saban became the head coach at Alabama, okay? 4,538 incoming freshmen for that year, okay? Roughly 1,500, so about 30%, right? A little less than a third um, were out-of-state students, right? The remaining 67% we're in-state students, okay? Now, fast forward that to 2021. This football team's rocking. They're doing great things. Well, first off, 2007, the enrollment at the University of Alabama was 25,580. 2021, let's fast forward to just to last year, okay? 
7,593 freshmen in this class. Guess how many were in-state? 2,963. 4,630 were out-of-state students. Literally, the out-of-state and the in-state students from when Nick Saban first got in to when Nick Saban is now has basically flipped. 61% of the incoming freshmen for the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, of all places, 61% of those students are out-of-state students. It went from 33%, less than 33%, when Saban first got there, football team does great things. They're on TV 24 uh, seven. The school's being basically known because of their football team. People know what people know who Alabama is outside of football. They understand the university of Alabama. Even if you're not a sports fan, every school has a state school, Alabama university, of Alabama is that state school for that state. However, it's kind of ironic that when the football team does well, the enrollment picks up and out-of-state kids are end up coming to the school. So let's just do some quick math on this, right? So out-of-state tuition at the University of Alabama is around $30,000 a year compared to in-state tuition at $10,000 per year. That is, folks, a $20,000 per year difference. $20,000 per year difference on that 61% of the kids who are out-of-state Folks, if they would have stayed in state, if, if this would have been like Texas, Texas is basically they have a cap on the number of out of state kids that they that they bring in. It's 10 percent. Right. It's yes. Yeah, 10 percent. Yeah, it's between seven and 10 percent. Somewhere around there. But anyways, it's not it's nothing more than 10 percent. So 90 percent of the kids are from the state of Texas, Alabama. They don't have that cap. So what do they do? They bring in more out of state guys to get more tuition, more money. That's 61 percent out of state. Uh, rate for freshmen equated to almost $93 million in profit for the school. It does not cost $20,000 more a year to educate somebody um, who is out of state. It doesn't. I think we all understand that. We're just charging them a premium price, a premium price to come to Alabama because they're out of state and you want to come to our state and we're going to charge because you're taking up a slot of somebody who would, would be an in-state enrollee. So that school made 93 million, not thousand, 93 million in one year because of the out-of-state tuition that these kids that this school is getting from the out-of-state tuition fees that these out-of-state students are are coming to school for. Now, let's keep it real. My nieces were telling me that there were kids from everywhere. New Jersey, New York, California. Los Angeles, California, Chicago, Miami, and they're coming to Tuscaloosa. Nothing against Tuscaloosa, folks. I've been there plenty of times. If I'm from Miami, I'm not going to school in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Sorry. If I'm from the Bronx, I'm not going to school in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Sorry. That is because how great that football team is the notoriety of that school has gotten so large that it attracts a greater uh, uh, number of people from out of state that's name image and likeness folks to to the t the school is benefiting off of how good that these kids are playing and the school themselves from this team being so great is getting a hell of a return 93 million just in tuition 
just in tuition, $93 million for a year. So let's extrapolate that from the time that Nick Saban's been here. Let's say uh, we extrapolate that 93 times he's been there, what, 14 years now? Yeah, 14, 15 years now from 2007 season to 2021, because you got to count the 2007 season as well, 15 seasons. So uh, let's just say $100 million, right? Let's just make it a clean cut $100 million, right? $100 million times 15, it's $1.5 billion. You know what? Let's not even do that. Take $15 billion off there and say it's 90. Let's just say it's 90. So $1.5 billion, take that down. $1.35 billion over a 15-year span that that school has seen in an increase in tuition from kids coming out of state if that rate would have stayed the same. Now, of course, it probably gradually increased. So let's just say it's not $1.35 billion. Let's say now, let's just say it's $1 billion, $350 million less than what we anticipated or what we extrapolated over that time. So the school has profited at least $1 billion more in tuition because of how good their football team is. That's the saving effect, right? Now, let's talk another thing about Alabama. And I know I'm not getting on Alabama. I'm telling you, my in-laws are from Alabama. I keep telling you guys, my sister-in-law is Alabama. She's an Alabama grad, both of them. You know, Karen and Renee, those are my two sister-in-laws. They are Alabama grads. They roll tie me all day long. It is what it is. My Both my nieces, the same thing. When my nieces were in school, this is when Alabama won the national championship, when Tua um, – came in and won a championship. Now, when my niece graduated a couple years ago, uh, right before Tua graduated, we go to the gift shop, okay? Go to the gift shop, and in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, we see the Hawaiian-themed shirts with Alabama on it, Hawaiian-themed shorts, Hawaiian-themed hats, Hawaiian-themed uh, like luau go around your neck, all that good stuff, in Tuscaloosa. Now, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought I was in Hawaii. But you know why they had all that Hawaiian-themed uh, gear there? It's because of the one and only Tua. He was the reason why there was a lot of Hawaiian-themed shirts and gear in that gift shop. Because he was the face of the program. And so not only is Alabama benefiting, not only was Alabama benefiting, benefiting from having Tua as the face of their program, they were benefiting off his culture too and getting money from his culture. You know how much money they probably made off that stuff? And some of these people are never going to wear again because Tua's not there anymore. Right? So, I mean, just so I want you to think about that for a minute. That's just the little stuff, just the little stuff. Those are subtle things that are on campus things that these schools are generating revenue from due to the players, the image. That's all Tua image. Hawaiian guy, Hawaiian theme. That's all Tua. Even my wife says, she goes, oh, my God, you think we're in Hawaii. Now, I got notes here, folks, so I'm kind of looking at notes right now. Um, yes, I love the NIL program because what it does is it gives these kids that are going to play at some big time schools the opportunity to create generational wealth for themselves and their families. Let's say you bring a kid in who is a kid that who's who's from a single parent household. Let's say his mother could never have a house, never could afford it. But all she could afford was to be able to send her kid to football camps, send her kid um, to a camp here, a camp there. You know, I got cousins doing that now where 
they have to get sponsors for their kids to go to these camps because they just can't afford to pay for these camps. These camps are expensive. So a lot of these parents, instead of doing what they need for themselves, they put all their effort, just like any parent would do. Everything that you got, you would put into your child. So that's what some of these parents are doing. So they don't, they can't own a house because um, they, they they might have just have the funds because they're living check to check. Um, they have a child who's very gifted in football. Um, this child has the opportunity to create generational wealth for his family, meaning this kid gets a $500,000 NIL deal. You take the taxes out, he brings home $300,000 for that. And what is he able to do? He might be able to go buy his mama house. And guess what that mom's going to be able to do? Even if this kid does not make it into the NFL, even if he doesn't go to the NFL, guess what this mother has now? She has a house that when she's dead and gone, she can pass on to her children or can pass on to her grandchildren. And because her son's probably got a degree from a good school. And maybe here, maybe her son, who's playing these sports, has the opportunity to now send his siblings to college because he can afford it. Something that the mother never, ever thought could happen. A lot of kids don't go to college because they don't think they can afford college or they just don't want the debt. Uh, for a select few, this might be an opportunity for some of those kids to be able to go to school due to the successes and the sacrifices that the whole family's put in to get this one child the opportunity to go play at a primetime school. And that's one thing that we have to look at, folks. Is that it's not that the kid uh, uh, is, did this by himself. There's a lot of sacrifice from the parents, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the brothers, the sisters, friends, friends of friends, family friends to make sure that this kid gets to where they need to get to in athletics, coaches, the whole nine. Because it takes a village to get one of these kids up to a, a great college to go play sports. It takes a village, folks. And so in saying that, Everybody has sacrificed a lot to get this kid into the position that he or she is in in athletics. These kids make a lot of money for the schools. Okay. They make a lot of money for the schools. Uh, and they see nothing for them. They see nothing from it. And I don't want to hear about the free education. You can miss me with that. Because if you look at how many hours a lot of these kids have to, uh, uh, perform in their sport, where there's practice, weightlifting, training, stretching, the whole nine. Sam Unger said the best, said it's a 40-hour unpaid internship with a hopes of you getting a job at the end. So you don't get a chance to major in the majors that you want to major in. How many, for everybody who's, who's an engineer, for everybody who is uh, an accountant, for everybody who's a business major, um, how many athletes have you seen in your classes? When I was the engineering major at the University of Texas, none. You don't see many. It's because they don't have the time uh, to pack on that extra stress because not only do they have to perform well, uh, you know, on the field, uh, if they don't perform well, the fans are going to be on message boards giving them hell 24-7. So it's added pressure to perform. Um, and then if you don't do well there, that's going to translate to you in your classroom because now such and such player, I mean, such and such person is talking about me on, on such and such, um, you know, 
message board and they're telling me how bad I am as a player, but now I have to concentrate and go to school. Um, you know, I dropped the game winning touchdown. Now I'm getting threats here. You know, I fumbled the ball. People are telling me I suck. I mean, these are still children. However, NIL is here to stay. And I'm all for it. I am all for it. Um, one thing that I also want to talk about is for everybody that says that they have a problem with these kids getting money, do you have a problem with college students who are TikTok influencers, Instagram influencers, YouTube influencers who get paid from that? They're getting paid up for name, image, and likeness. Do you have a problem with that? Do you have a problem with Mark Zuckerberg? being very young and creating Facebook and making a bunch of money off that. Ask yourself this. If a 19-year-old kid at your college developed a cure for cancer and became a billionaire the next day, would you have a problem with that? I'm waiting. I think the answer is no. The problem is a lot of people do not want to see these kids get money. And it can be for whatever reason that you want to think of in your mind on why they don't want to see these kids get money, but they do not want to see these kids at these colleges get money. They don't want to see these kids move around, but it doesn't matter for football. You got one opportunity to transfer and be able to play immediately through the transfer portal. One opportunity, folks. That hasn't changed. It's just now they're able to get some money. All right. And if, People are saying, well, they're getting paid for it now. There's tampering going on. Yeah, look, folks, miss me with that, too, because there was tampering and them getting paid under the table before any NIL happened. <laughs> yes, people has happened. Go look at Reggie Bush. He had a house bought in California before NIL was a thing. You know, uh, go to numerous campuses before NIL was a thing. Go to the football dorms and see the cars outside of those football dorms. <laughs> they're not Buicks. Just keep it like that, especially at the big time schools. So, yes, money has been getting ch changed hand to hand. Proud of NIL. Now it's legal. I mean, think about Eric Dickerson said he got a gold Trans Am from Texas A&M. I mean, it's legal now. You can get as many gold Trans Ams as he wants now. You know? Uh, so it is what it is, man. You cannot be mad at these guys and these kids are getting paid. Let it be. We don't have a problem. I mean, I, you know, I always hear people say, you know, tampering is going on, yada, yada. They want. Yeah, I get it. I don't want the tampering going on either. But teams do not have a problem with coaches accepting jobs at another school while they're still coaching for a team uh, that's going for the national championship. I'm a Texas grad. I'm a hook them all day long. Horns up 24 seven. Hey, we hire Steve Sarkeesian before Alabama played the national championship game, you know? So we it, we can't have that same energy towards these kids if we don't have that same energy towards these coaches. Now, I know that's a that's a little bit different on the, on the spectrum, but guess what? It's going to happen, and money is going to be involved in these situations. You look at a guy like Addison from Pittsburgh. Yes, Addison wasn't the most highly touted recruit, but he goes and he proves himself, and now – People are, people want to pay him, you know? So now he's able to test the free market. He's able to go out there, put his chest out and say, look, 
uh, you want to pay me X amount of dollars to come play? I'm going to go play with you. And that's the only time you could transfer folks without having to sit out another year. And so the good thing about this and the bad thing, but, you know, the good thing about this is once they do transfer, that's it. Unless they want to sit out a year before they play again. But there's, it's not just cons to this program. I think there's no cons right now. You know, well, I, there's some. NCAA is going to figure out how to, how to fix a few things. There are a few loopholes here, right? Um, I think a, a few things that can be fixed are the once you enter the portal, I think it should be a certain date where you like you got to lock it in. And, and how about this NIL deals? You can't be able to sign an NIL deal until, let's say, 30 or 45 days post signing with a school. You know, so that way it doesn't look like there's any tampering. Could there have been tampering going on? Who knows? But look, it's got to be some kind of grace period. But you can't tell a company how much that they're going to pay a kid. Let's let's get on to that. My wife is trying to tell me, well, it has to be a cap. No, there's no cap. Is there a cap on Nick Saban's salary? No. Is there a cap on Steve Sarkeesian's salary? No. Texas is still paying Tom Herman. <laughs> it's a previous. He's still paying. We're still paying his staff. Right. We're still paying Tom Herman's staff. So if we could do that and, and pay our current coach, then people should just shut up about these kids getting money, right? People are really pissed off about NIL because you're seeing these young kids have a bunch of money. And I think a lot of it is being envious and being jealous of some of these players because these are 18, 19-year-old kids about to get a lot of money that it'll take 30 years for some of these people to see. And these kids are going to get it from the from the day on. But guess what? Life's not fair. Life's not fair. There's only a couple things that are fair. A couple things that are at a fair, and that's corn dogs and rides. Life ain't fair. You want to go? If you want, you want fair. Go to the fair down, uh, you know, in in Dallas for the Cotton Bowl, and go get you a corn dog and a fried Twinkie and some fried pickles and fried Oreos. That's a fair, right? Life ain't fair. Sorry, you weren't born 6'4", 215 pounds, and run a 4'340". If you were, you'd probably be getting NIL money, but you ain't. You 5'2", 115 pounds, talking about you want to play football. It ain't for you, player. But in saying that again, folks, we cannot get mad at boosters who are now going to want to put up NIL money companies that are going to want to put up NIL money when I'm going to get back in Alabama again, when Nick Saban was in a contract year and had the opportunity to leave Tuscaloosa boosters ponied up and paid off his $3.1 million house in Alabama or wherever his house was. I think it was in Georgia or the one in Tuscaloosa, but anyway, boosters ponied up 3.1. They ponied up enough money to pay off his $3.1 million house and he got a raise and he was making $6.9 million a year. So he's making almost $7 million a year in boosters still ponied up money. I think it was to the sum of like 1.8 or, or 2 million, something like that on a $3.1 million house. But it's fine to do that, to keep a coach there, but it's not fine for these boosters and these companies to put some money in these kids' pockets when they're the ones who are risking their lives every freaking Saturday and four times a week in practice uh, to represent a school uh, that you so dearly love. So, folks, that's just my take on NIL. I'm here for it. I am always for the player. Nino is for the player. I am. And I think that they deserve everything that is coming their way when it comes to 
some of that uh, because they're the ones uh, who are making money for these programs. And I'll, one last point, I always hear people say, um, you know, it's not about the, about the name on the back of the jersey, it's the name on the front, okay? BS, okay? BS. Prime example is Texas A&M, uh, pre-Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M, post-Johnny Manziel. Texas A&M, pre-Johnny Manziel, made decent money, good money. Texas A&M, post-Johnny Manziel, made three times the amount of money just in those two years alone. So yes, yes, it's about the name on the on the on the front, but the name on that back does a lot for that program. Look at what Vince Young did for the University of Texas when he was here. Look at what Bryce Young is doing in Alabama, what he's generating. Look at what Quinn Ewers, look at the excitement that's coming here. Ticket sales are going up because Quinn Ewers is here. All right. Just think about it. Ticket sales are going up because Quinn is here. You know, look at what Colt McCoy is able to do for this school. You know, look at what Reggie Bush did for USC. Look at what Matt Leiner did for USC. Look at what Caleb Williams in this little bit of time at Oklahoma there for a year. Look at what he did for, for Oklahoma. Same thing with um, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. So, hey, we've got to get off this bandwagon that these kids shouldn't get paid. This has been a long time coming. Things are going to happen to where they're going to get the kinks out of the system. It's the first year. It's just like the first year of a car that comes out. You never buy the first year of a car that comes out, by the way, because you don't know what the kinks are in the system. You know, if it does, you don't know what's wrong with the car. You always buy that second model, right? You buy that second model, all the kinks are out of it, right? Um, so uh, things are going to get better when it comes to NIL, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. But I'm 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 happy for the kids. I'm happy for these players getting paid. I'm happy for these these players having their own apparel. It just makes so much sense. Uh, but on that note, folks, man, thank you for tuning in. Thirty minutes, folks. Um, love you guys, man. Uh, don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Nino's corner. I'm out. Hook them. Horns always up.